Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. As for my journey in basketball, as both a player and as a coach, it started in high school for me. I was incredibly fortunate to play in Phoenix, Arizona. I up high school for Dan Mannix, who is now in the Arizona State High School Hall of Fame. He's won over 600 games. He won a state championship there. And uh, he's retired now. And, uh, you know, he taught me a lot about uh, toughness, desire, determination, and uh, really, really just formed my love of the game. And then that led me to my time at St. Mary's College, being able to play for Randy Bennett and Kyle Smith. And I learned a lot about physical and mental toughness there and really cut my teeth. And uh, they, they, uh, they, they helped form. That's what I like to see. Unbelievable, huh? Yeah. Nice I, pull. That was good. That was a good pull. I'm emailing Coos. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Are you talking trash with Coos? No, apparently there's a tornado warning. There is a tornado warning, yeah. So he's telling me what to do. I said, uh, I'm not there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said, please contact Brian Middleton for all uh, inquiries. <laughs> all inquiries. Uh, are we going to get knocked off the air by a tornado warning? Where are the tornado warnings? In the area until 9 o'clock, I think I saw. Yeah, that's what Koo said. Uh, let me double check with our first alert weather team on the first alert weather app. Probably a first alert weather day if I had to bet. It probably is. We're hoping to get a baseball game in around 530 today. Maybe the wind will be blowing out. Well, that doesn't look good. Yeah, that's, uh, so be careful now, especially. It's raining out there. There's a big, obviously there were a bunch of tornadoes over in the in Texas and in Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, bad scene over there in the last uh, 24, 36 hours. And if you look at that system coming through from over there, there's a lot of yellow and red and, and thunderstorms and obviously a bunch of rain coming the next two days. So uh, be aware of it. It, it. Looks right now through like our showtime, it's to the west and north. Uh, so the north side of Jacksonville, be aware of it more so in terms of the heavy stuff. That's my forecast uh, for you. You got that? I'm trying to. Yeah. Out I used to do is. weather in Alexandria, Louisiana. So did you? I can handle this. Oh, I remember. I remember yeah. this story before. So I did a little bit of everything, and, and basically I did what I just did there. I just stole the Weather Channel's forecast back then. Mm -hmm. Now I just steal Mike Barish's forecast. So if there's ever like a major hurricane and there's like wall-to-wall -wall coverage, are you the fifth meteorologist on call? Uh, probably not. a volunteered before, um, but I have done hurricane coverage, but not as a they didn't take Meteorologist, you? it was more as a reporter. Oh. Go show us where there's a puddle. Good. Yeah. Did you get to drive the Jeep, though? Uh, no, didn't drive. The, I have driven the Jeep, but I've Pretty driven cool. the Jeep to the Dream 18 golf tournament. Oh. Yeah. So, uh. Brian knows all about that. He works out. He there. does. He knows all about it as well. Uh, Brett Martin, Casey Kurtz, and Brian Middleton, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, live at Davoli's House of Cards here on a Wednesday. Love coming down. Uh, most uh, Wednesdays, we did take the last couple weeks because of the Players' Championship, then there was spring break that got in the way a little bit. Uh, but here we are back again, and uh, we'll be here next week, 2, 3 to 6. Come on by. We'll open some cards in a little bit. Uh, Brian Middleton, what's happening, man? You're joining the fray today. Appreciate pushing the buttons, but uh, your time on Action Sports Shacks OT with Casey has, has transformed into a a little bit of an appearance today on Action Sports Jacks 3 to 6. Yeah, man, I'm just appreciative of every opportunity to get on a main show, try to show my talents, try to hone my craft. What do you mean a main show, Brian? I thought, I thought our show was doing pretty good. Yeah, it's doing pretty good, but it's not the main show. We only give it one hour. 
Yeah, that's that's fair. Fair. That is fair. Main show gets three hours, man. The yeah. main show, yeah. yeah. I like, hey, I appreciate the compliment that we're the main show. Uh, thanks for uh, being, I guess, that secondary sidebar show with Action Sports Shacks OT from 6 to 7. Hey, we're just trying. Way to hurt Casey Kurtz's feelings there. Yeah. Uh, Cut me deep, Brian. You're I on both stay. shows. I want, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that that's a good point. That is true. He's really the main attraction from 3 to 7. Um, let's stay on football. I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. So a couple of years ago, I write Fixing the Jags. And it had a bunch of – it was like a seven-part plan, right? Mm -hmm. And things that they were bad at. One was communication, like who's really calling the shots, who's the leader. I thought, to be honest with you, and I'm just going to be as honest as I can, and I, I don't want to be hypocritical here, I thought Urban Meyer – was going to be the guy that fixed a bunch of those things, like four out of the seven, if you will. Because then it's like drafting and, and keeping your players and cultivating a good uh, building and locker room so you can keep your players. Culture was a part of it where I thought Urban might help. Instead, he knocked everybody back a peg with all of that stuff. So here the Jags are again. You hope the communication with Doug Peterson's good. You hope they have a true leader and a guy that's kind of calling the shots and everything to run through. Uh, you hope they draft well, especially early, right? They got number one overall pick again. But in that whole mix, in my study of teams that had, this was a study of like the Bills, the Rams even, even the Titans to a degree, teams that, uh, Baltimore, uh, even though they had perennially been good, but a lot of these teams had flipped it and got to this next level or got good all of a sudden. And one of the big things in it was along the way, you got to take a risk. You got to make a bold move. And if you think of the teams, right, think of Kansas City. Kansas City had a good quarterback, like a guy that was having an MVP season and said, we think we can do better. Let's trade up to get Patrick Mahomes. Right. Boom. That's gutsy. A lot of people would stand pat. This organization stood pat with Blake Bortles instead of doing that. Right. Or Watson, right? The Baltimore Ravens. They go get Lamar Jackson. They dive back, in. they dive back into uh, the first round, and they get – Deshaun uh, Lamar Jackson. That's a bold move, right? Well, now you're looking at a Miami Dolphins team doing the same thing. Bold move. Do the Jags need to make a bold move? What is that move to get them back into the fray and to kind of put them in an echelon of now we can compete year in, year out? I don't see that bold move yet. I haven't seen that from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Could trading back into the first round be that? Yeah, but is that really bold enough to your point? You know what a bold move would have been? Devontae Adams. That would have been a bold move. Trading back into the first round is a productive move and, dare I say, necessary move to get another weapon, to get, to show, just at a minimum, to show your quarterback, to show your team, and to show your fans, like, hey, we're for real about turning this. We love this guy. He's still available. We're going to go get him. So I think, is it, I think it's the bare minimum. But did you, could you have done more? Probably. But I think it's the bare minimum. If you love a guy and he's there at 23, you do what it takes to get it done. All right. Uh, we're going to talk more about that in a moment. Right now, we want to welcome in Greg McGarity from Gator Bowl Sports. He's uh, here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We think of the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, right? Uh, we think of the events downtown. Uh, don't sleep on a big one coming up on Tuesday. Florida, Florida State Baseball at the baseball grounds. Always a fantastic event. Greg, hope you're doing well, man. Uh, good game coming up on Tuesday. Hopefully, the weather doesn't look like tonight. No, I think we're going to have a great, great night, Brent, according to the future forecast here. But, you know, FSU comes in seventh ranked and Florida eighth ranked. It's the 14th time that these uh, schools have played here in Jacksonville. So, you know, Florida leads the series seven to six here. So it's always a close game. And 
we're expecting another great one Tuesday night. Greg McGarity with us, uh, talking Florida State, Florida. How are the ticket sales for that? It's usually a fantastic crowd, but with COVID, I think it knocked everybody a little bit out of their rhythm. So we got to remind people that the game is coming up on Tuesday. I think the first edition that was supposed to be played in Gainesville this year also got rained out, so this will be the first time the teams meet, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So how are ticket sales? How can people get tickets and be ready for the big one on Tuesday night? Really good. I mean, tickets are going great, Brent. Uh, and, and there's still some available. There's still some reserve seats and plenty of GA seats. But uh, all they need to do is go to our uh, website, taxslayergatorbowl.com, and they'll go on to the, to the ticket request form and get right into Ticketmaster and be able to purchase their tickets that way. But uh, I'd advise people to go ahead and do that before the weekend. We were just talking about bold moves in sports. You were an AD for a long time. We are talking about it from an NFL franchise, but uh, uh, I'm going to bring into the conversation here, Greg McGarity. Did, did sometimes organizations need to make a bold move, whether it's a coaching hire or, in this case, maybe a transaction to kind of get the, the mojo going a little bit in a program? Absolutely. I think you have to do that from time to time. Not every move you make has to be a, a bold hire, but... You know, the, the decision we made back in 2016 to bring Kirby Smart on at UGA was uh, was an important move. It certainly transformed that program there. So, you know, it just depends. Uh, but it, it, if you strike at the right time, it can certainly make a huge impact on a program or a team or things of that nature. Uh, thanks for chipping in on that. I knew from a leadership standpoint, administrative standpoint, that's a great example of it. It took the program to that next level where Georgia wanted to go and obviously paid off big time and handsomely over the last year for the Bulldogs. Uh, Florida, Florida State, how important are these events uh, throughout the year? Uh, like, I think they're huge. I, I, I love them. I love that part of, of Jacksonville. Um, and, again, to kind of go along with what you guys are doing and running with uh, Gator Bowl Sports to help uh, the other times in the calendar year? Well, to have a, a collegiate event, especially with these two premier institutions in the state, is, is what it's all about. It benefits so many people. There's so many boosters and alumni from both the, both those institutions here in Jacksonville. It's a fertile recruiting ground, uh, and it's just a, it's a spectacle. It happens one time a year. Hopefully we'll have some great weather and a great ballpark, and Two teams that are in the top ten and uh, uh, really have tough games this weekend. But needless to say, anytime the Gators and the Seminoles play in any sport, it's going to be competitive and you're going to have a lot of interest from the locals. All right, give us a place to get tickets again. Some tickets still available, but uh, we, as we all know, you could be somewhere between seven, eight to ten thousand people at the baseball grounds coming up on uh, Tuesday night. Yep, just go to our website, TaxSlayerGatorBowl.com, and just click on tickets and go from there and. Uh, things should be in good shape that way. I actually just did it. It's easy enough to do. There you go. Good uh, make sure you get it done, and uh, it should be a good night for baseball in Jacksonville on Tuesday. Greg McGarity, thanks for stopping by. We'll see you on Tuesday night. Okay, Brad. Take care. You bet. Uh, that is uh, Greg McGarity, Gator Bowl Sports, and uh, awesome event in Jacksonville, especially if you like baseball. Say it all the time. Like Baseball is not something that from a major league level that is like hot and heavy here in this market. College baseball, youth baseball is and uh, that'll be a fantastic um, scene on Tuesday. Always as we should be doing our show, by the way, uh, live 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 at the uh, baseball grounds. one one Financial Ballpark, uh, Bragan Field. It's got a lot of names. It does. Uh, so it's a good place to be. Hopefully the weather holds and is good. And, and like Greg said, two top ten teams. 
and there are a lot of players from this area. We live in that world right now. I'm yeah. living in that world. A lot of players from this area that are already committed, young kids, to that, those two institutions. Um, so uh, from a recruiting standpoint, it is a big deal to keep showcasing that level of baseball. And we'll also have like a kid like uh, Jackson Bowmeister who played at Bowles last year pitching for FSU. Could pitch in that game in like a midweek game yeah. against the Gators. Hunter and Barco maybe. As well. well, Hunter Barco won't pitch because he's been their Friday night guy who's killing it, by the way. Another Bowles guy playing for Florida. Um, but Colby Halter is, yep. has been awesome. Uh, so, the, again, the list goes on and on. There's a bunch of locals that play for both programs, and hopefully we'll get to see them in action on Tuesday night. Uh, the one bad part about the game in the midweek is you just hope your high school baseball schedule doesn't or your youth baseball schedule doesn't conflict. How's that looking for you? I don't know. Uh, I think we actually do have games. Um, if I'm not, Usually we play on Tuesdays, so we might have it. But hopefully, like other, like the youth sports, I really think should take, they should try to take like that night off. I mean, high school you can't really, you got to fit it in a window. Sure. But the youth little should like little leagues and stuff and go watch those guys. Yeah. Because those guys, especially now, college baseball tournament, those are big league guys. You know it. Yeah. I mean, those oh, are guys yeah. that are going to be in here on baseball cards. Yeah. And high prospects. You especially know? those two teams. You got guys. Uh, Judd Fabian's a pretty good example. He was a second-round pick last year by Boston. And he is killing it, by yeah. the way. He's made, just from down the road in o o Ocala. Made a great decision. It looks like second-round pick. Thought he should have been a first-round pick and uh, went back to play for the University of Florida, and it looks like he's going to be a first-round pick this time around. Yeah, and you know who else made a good pick? Barco. Yeah. He, he did the same. He went to Florida, and that's been an M.O. Of, of the Florida program. Come over here. We'll get you even higher value in the draft, and that's worked for a lot of good pitchers. Um, Brady Singer being yep. one of them, A.J. Puck another one. You know, those are guys that had, have improved their stock. Yeah. Barco followed suit. Barco was originally a Virginia commit. Then he goes to Florida, and he has grown every year. And he is – somebody sent me the stats the other day, and it might have changed because I think he might have pitched one since then, but it was like 44 strikeouts and two walks on the year. <laughs> 44 <laughs> strikeouts. That's 22 to 1. Strikeout to walk ratio yeah. uh, by Barco, so that is pretty good stuff. All right, uh, thanks uh, to Greg McGarrity. Again, put it on your calendar next Tuesday. It's Florida, Florida State baseball at the baseball grounds, and we will be there with Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and on the TV side, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Today we're at Devoli's House of Cards, and uh, you can join us on uh, 210 right here in St. John's County. Middleton, I want to get your thoughts on this. Do the Jags need to make a bold move of some kind? And... At this point, that move would have to come in the draft, you would think, or be a trade uh, to kind of get them rolling like some of these other franchises have done, not only this offseason, but in the last few offseasons. Yeah, well, first and foremost, I think that they've done what they could do. Um, they haven't, uh, like, wowed you in the sense of <clears throat> last season with um, the hire of Urban Meyer with a name like that. But I think from the top down, starting with the, the hiring of Doug Peterson, all the way down to um, some of the free agent signings and re-signings, I think that they've, like we said earlier, helped Trevor out, um, done things to make sure that he stays protected, done things that we hope is going to help expand that offense, give him more of a chance to show what he can be and grow into what, he, what we all think he can be. And I think overall the team is better. Um, you know, it's, it's just really we don't know certain things with like Devontae Adams or even if you wanted to say, you know, Tyreek Hill, not that they were going to go for Tyreek Hill, but we don't know if they had the means, if they were ever in the loop 
But for what we know from what they've done, I think that they've made a big enough splash. I think that they have improved themselves. Um, and I think that they, they're going to have a fighting chance in even more games this season than they have last season. And really, as a Jags fan, at this point, based off of the last decade, that's really all I can ask at this point. Well, yeah, I think there is a little element of this. And there's two things to go, right? And the Jags, it shouldn't be baby steps, but there are, there are two places to go as a franchise. They've already lived in the bottom. And eventually you want to get to, hey, like the 11 teams that I mentioned in the AFC, we feel like we can win it all. And there are 11 teams, I think, that would state that claim. And maybe the Patriots and even the Steelers kind of feel that way too. But I know 11 teams feel really good about what they've done and think they can win it all. The Jags are not there. Like, they, they're not going to get there. It didn't matter how many moves they made this offseason. They wouldn't feel that way. I, I wouldn't, at least, about their football team. But the the where I want the Jags to get to is this this level of relevance, this level of seven, eight, nine wins, seven wins, maybe six wins by late November, early December, where you could say, hey, if they win three in a row and get hot at the end and they continue to grow, they might sneak in the playoffs. Like, that would, it's no baby steps in the NFL. You're trying to win big all the time. But if we're being real about it, the Jags can't go from three wins in a year to 13 and, and knocking on the door. They already made that incredible jump, which was a plus seven, I think it was, three wins to ten when they went to the AFC Championship game. But you, that move, Cincinnati's move last year, like, that doesn't happen. You can't rely on that, especially now with all the competition in the AFC. So there is this element of let's get back to being able to win every Sunday, even on paper, and then hopefully get seven, eight, nine wins. And now we're relevant, and now you can – have everybody in town and in the building saying, all right, we make a couple more moves. Now we're one of those teams in 2023. Yeah, I mean, it's all about progress, right? You got to you gotta start somewhere, and they found themselves in a heck of a place to start. A couple wins in the last two seasons. So, yeah, I think to your point, Cincinnati, it's going to be hard to do what they did, and it, it doesn't happen a lot. That's why we don't see it a lot. Cincinnati was one off. But they got the quarterback, and that's how they did that. So there is reason to believe you can take these steps if you're Jacksonville, but in terms of the fan base – just make it show them that you're making progress and everyone like you said the city will rally behind you. all right listen hey the the music's playing but real quick i'm gonna ask both of you guys dk metcalf trade for him and you're gonna have to give up capital right a couple of picks you're probably gonna have to rip up his deal pay him big money maybe not the tyreek hill kind of money or the Devontae adams money but big money or take some of those picks and trade up to go get like a jameson williams at number 19 20 or, or one of those guys in the draft which route would you go if you had if you, if you can read the tea leaves and make a decision. Brian, where are you going? DK, do it yesterday. Get a time wow. machine. Go back to last week and do it yesterday. I mean, last week. DK right. Metcalf, absolutely. boy, Marty McFly. Um, if you can't, if 19 is the ceiling and you can't go up and get a guy like Drake London, DK Metcalf. Really? It's I funny because I think the organizationally, organizationally, I think you would think, let's go get the young guy. He's a cheaper guy. He might even be better than Metcalf someday. But, I mean, we but maybe. you know what you know, right? And what we said, blue chip guys. Yep. DK would be a blue chip guy, right? No doubt. So add blue chip guys. And I'm not telling you that DK Metcalf's available, but would you poke around on a move like that? Maybe it's worth it. And a guy like DK Metcalf, I think Trevor saw what he could do when they got boat raced in Seattle. Yeah, when yeah. He was scoring two or three touchdowns, yeah, what it was, one-handed catches. Jack Griffin saw what he could do, too. Yeah, so I'm sure Trevor would be happy with that. 
All right, we take a break. The Bullies House of Cards. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. By the way, there's a $3 million card out there. Which one is it? We'll give you a little update on the card business when we come back as well on ESPN 690. They're going to make Patrick Mahomes earn that 10-year, $450 million deal. And they're going to put so much pressure on Travis Kelsey because this wide receiver group was kind of void of talent last year. And I get it. You add in Juju Smith-Schuster, but now you have Juju, you have Travis Kelsey, and you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and, and Eric Bieniemy are going to say, okay, how do we continue to manufacture this offense? Who's going to be our deep threat down the field? But as far as the West is concerned, I put the Chargers number one right now, especially with the moves they've made on defense, with Justin Herbert taking that next step. Uh, that offensive line is going to be better. You don't know? Uh, I was half listening. No, no, you weren't. Who was it? That's old Booger McFarlane, is it not? It is. I know. There we go. I know. There you go. Gave that one to you. Shout out Booger McFarlane on well, ESPN. Now. Welcome back. Uh, to Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 Live at Javoli's House of Cards. Hey, I love talking about the card business. Uh, we got a big one, big fish out there in the card business that uh, maybe will be found this week. One more thing about the wide receiver market. We're talking about Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton here on a Wednesday. Extension eligible receivers, according to Field Yates from the 2019 draft, which would mean they'd be available after this coming year. Okay. So. There's guys that are going to be available. Debo Samuel, going to get big bucks. Yep. A.J. Brown, D.K. Yep. Metcalf, yep. Terry McLaurin, Ooh. Deontay Johnson, Scary Terry. Hunter Renfro. Now, listen, I look at that list, and I'm like, okay, well, new deals or tags are coming for a majority of those guys, I would think. Yeah. So Shout out to Hunter Renfro for getting on the list. Getting on that list, yeah, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> we call him the accountant, and I'm sure we're not the only ones. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. That shows you that here, here's, again, I think if I'm management, I can sell myself and almost talk myself into saying there's a receiver on every corner that is good. That's true. And they're in college, they're in the NFL currently, or by the way, they're in high school, soon to be in college, soon to be in the NFL. Like, there's so many receivers, so many receivers, and that would have... I think I read something a couple weeks ago when the Devontae Adams deal was going down. It's like, is it worth giving a second contract to a receiver? If you can just draft them and find their replacement. If he's special, he's special, though. Yeah, like it's Devontae still hard Adams, to find to special, right? I mean, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, those guys are special. Um, so is Terry McLaurin, by the way. Hey, do want to remind you, too, from a weather standpoint, there's uh, tornado warnings in the area. Um, it seems like mostly north of Jacksonville and west of Jacksonville, but uh, don't take my word for it. Take uh, Mike Burrish, First Alert Weather Team, also uh, 104.5 WOKV for the latest on the forecast. Uh, we've got some thunderstorms in the area down here in St. John's County as we're live at Davoli's House of Cards, and you're talking about weather now for not just tonight but into all day tomorrow. Going to probably see a, a good amount of rain. So uh, be aware of that, especially as we're getting into the uh, drive time, uh, heading home, wherever you're going. Be aware that uh, you might might uh, get stuck in some pretty nasty weather. The one day I come out on the road. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that for you, but you can too. First alert, weather app, also uh, CBS 47, Fox 30, and 104.5 WOKV. All right, tell us, Scott, you, you know, 
all about the card business. We're at the Voli's House of Cards. First time out and about for UKC Kurtz. Mm -hmm. And there's a big card out there, Mark Davoli and everyone's telling us about today. Yeah, this kind of feels like your thing. This is like something that you could probably go after, not like me and Brian Middleton. No disrespect, Brian. I don't know where you are uh, tax-wise. But how much do you like LeBron James? Yeah, you do Middleton. like you do like LeBron. Uh, this this might be your thing. But uh, as you know, Brian Middleton, LeBron James has played for a couple teams. Uh, one close to your heart, the other's not so much. But uh, So this one specific card, it's a one-of-one, one, so that means there's only one in the universe. Uh, that will ever be made, and it's the logo man off of his jersey in a game used jersey, and it'll be one from the Lakers, one from uh, Miami, and one from Cleveland, all in one card. And there's only one of them, like said, comes out of flawless. It's going to be a multi-million dollar card, and Brent's going to chase it. That's what we do now. Well, these guys are just telling us too that I guess there's like this big thing uh, coming up somewhere in the state of Florida, and there's like 30 teams bought in. Yep. And the buy-in is like $40,000 per team, which was like $1.2 million worth of buy-in just to have a chance to maybe pull the card. And, by the that's, way, they could all come up empty. Exactly. That's the that's the maybe part. And then the point of that is, like, when you do something like that with a random team situation, like, it might come out in your favor. But as they were telling us, like, you might end up with the Orlando Magic. <laughs> and yeah. that's that's not going to work out for you if you're chasing that card. So they, that card's a big deal, man. Like, everyone's out for it. Even uh, Drake's out for it. You know Drake? Oh, I, I've heard of him. Yeah. I, yeah. I know. A little bit. Brian Middleton, that card worth close to $3 million. North of $2.5 million is the story. You might want in on your buddy LeBron. You know, if I could, I would, man. But honestly, that card, undervalued. Double that. <laughs> Easily $6 million. <laughs> Easily for the goat. Do you, are you, I know you're a big LeBron fan. By the way, I am too. I like LeBron. Uh, I respect the heck out of LeBron. I think LeBron's awesome. Sounds like you're about to disrespect him, though. Yeah. You're doing that right there. That line means that disrespect is coming. That's what I No, but are you in the camp of, like, there's a younger people camp that he's the greatest of all time. So, like, yeah. So, is that because you just haven't watched enough Michael Jordan and you're young? Listen, the Michael Jordan or... I remember was the Washington Wizards. That's the Michael <laughs> Jordan I remember that people seem yeah. to forget. Don't remember the Michael Jordan Washington Wizards guy. Look, I, look I've, I've seen enough of the, the Jordan, you know, games, highlights, the last dance. I get it. And I jokingly say that he's, what, it may be a top 15 player. He definitely <laughs> is a top eight player. Definitely. Okay? You know, by the time Giannis is done, he may be a top nine player, but I'm just saying. But listen, Michael Jordan is great. LeBron is just greater. That's all I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Bad GM, great player. There you go. There you go. I'll give you that. Uh, Listen, I don't have a ton of hate for LeBron. I know a lot of people do. What he's doing right now is unbelievable, I think. And and some say, hey, it's a bad year because the Lakers stink. He's playing unbelievable. This is for you, Middleton. 30 points a game, man. He leads the NBA in scoring now, doesn't he? He's past yeah. Embiid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like him, uh, Embiid, and uh, I think uh, uh, Jokic. I think they're yeah. all in the top three. And, yeah, uh, yeah but he's uh, he has a top right now with about 10 games to go, I believe. So what's we'll see. What's more impressive? Play. What's more impressive? The What Tom Brady has done at his age in terms of playing. I'm not saying the whole compilation, mm-hmm. all right? I'm talking about he just threw for 5,300 yards at age 44 but didn't win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? So this is a good year to compare. He's 44 years old. 
or LeBron doing what he's doing at 38 years old in that game at, at the positions that he plays. I mean, the bottom line is you don't have to move around and show athleticism as much playing the quarterback position as you do what LeBron's doing, right? Yeah. I mean, he's dunking over Kevin Love. He's scoring 30 a game. He's still going to be able to shoot. He's going to be able to log the minutes in a long season as well. What's more impressive? Tom Brady. Yeah, that I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tom Brady as well. Yeah. Really? It's tough. It's close. As much as a, as a fan of LeBron that I am, uh, but I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. Uh, but the, you know, it it's a it's a pick 'em. You could flip a coin on <laughs> it for, for most it's people. Not, for most people, but I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. Football is a violent sport, and though basketball yeah, but not you play for 82 Tom. games. Like, Tom, Tom doesn't even have a dirty jersey. It can be, though. And the reason why he I doesn't mean, have a dirty jersey, one, is the rules, and two, is because he's so much more advanced than most of the people trying to defend him. Like, that's – he has a good offensive line for the most part, but he has seen so much on top of being the greatest to ever do it, in my opinion, that you can't get to him on time more times than not. That's why he has a clean jersey. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, LeBron James got kicked in the face – the he other did. night, dunked over Kevin Love, then he got sure, tackled by Kevin Love. He's you slowly. say it like it's an accomplishment. Yeah. Kevin Love, I mean, he old too. LeBron James, 30 years old, doing what he's doing, unbelievable. Now he's second all time, by the way, this weekend, right? That oh, I, I heard all about it on overtime. Yeah, he told yeah. me all about it. He is remarkable. I think it's unbelievable what LeBron James has done. I got another question for you guys. Who lived up to the hype the best? LeBron? Or Zion? Tiger? Ken Griffey Jr. Wow. Tiger. Probably Tiger, huh? It has to be. Uh, it but has it, to be. But, but to be honest with you, what, what? Tiger and LeBron are not that different. They both are have won what you would call multiple championships, right? Yep. And are considered to be, by some, the greatest player of all time or the second greatest player of all time. Yeah, that's fair. Um I, I think it's Tiger Woods, and I think it's easy. Like, LeBron, listen, Brian Middleton's going to try to sell you some other crap. It's not true. Uh, this man has had opportunities to win, and he hasn't. Tiger is a closer. Tiger has proven to be a closer his entire career. Ken Griffey Jr., the numbers are great. The wins are the, – uh, obviously, you need more than just one player to win in baseball, but the championships are not there for Ken Griffey Jr., although he was a great player, no doubt. But I think that out of those three, the easy answer for me is Tiger. Am I missing somebody? Yeah, hold on. Hold on. While you're checking whether or not you're missing somebody, I don't know how easy it is from the hate, the hateful Casey. It's, I remember vaguely a time oh, where oh, it was said about Tiger, if he wasn't in the lead on Sunday, he couldn't overtake the, the person unless they just folded completely. He couldn't just go out and overtake somebody on Sunday. Red polo shirt wearing Tiger. I remember that. I don't remember which years it was, but it, it definitely was out there. So to say that at every point, the point that LeBron had chances to win and he didn't, and then for Tiger, you're just like, he was a closer. Well, yeah, I mean, in the, as a front runner for a time period. Now, if I were to give it to Tiger, I would say it's because of his effect for him opening up the sport to uh, certain demographics that may not have been, you know, so much into it as before. Yeah, because made his, major impact his video on the game, game. Yeah, his yeah. video game, like, I mean, that was like a cultural explosion in certain groups, uh, including myself. And I, like, I, you know, I really watched golf because of that. That kind of got me into it. So if I were going to give, going to give the edge to one of those two players, um, I would say Tiger for that reason. 
Yeah, it's it's a. I kind of like the question I asked. Quite frankly, um, it's. It, it, and to your point there, like LeBron couldn't do. MJ had already done that, right? So Tiger did kind of what Jordan did, in terms of globalizing, the sport even more. It was probably globalized a bit, but that was also toward a movement I think where the NBA and Stern tried to make it more global. Right. And and he, I mean, listen, you could have kids all around the country wanting to wear Michael Jordan shoes. So I think the impact there, and then Tiger's impact is different in that respect, but still has that kind of global impact. I think LeBron's a global icon. Sure. But I'm not sure he, like the table wasn't set for him to have the impact on the sport like Jordan or even Tiger. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with that. And back to the video game point, I'm not out here playing 2K because of LeBron James because he's in the game. Brian Middleton just said he's playing the golf game because of Tiger Woods. Yeah. Just take that, Middleton. Well, listen, I, and by the way, I think Tiger is the answer here. But I, I will also say this. For guys that Ken Griffey Jr. hyped up for as long as he was and what he delivered on, right? For Tiger, like, it was almost robotic that his dad helped make him into what he became. But he still did it, right? Right, And had a bunch of different evolutions and hiccups along the way. LeBron, again, heralded, heralded at 15 years old right. to do what he's done. And there was only one option, do this or, or your failure. And LeBron has done it. Uh, let's open up some cards when we come back from Devoli's House of Cards. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 on a Wednesday. No, I mean, it's a surprise. There's a lot of bright lights in here, a lot of talking going on. Uh, it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere to play in. I mean, but any, any night you're able to play basketball is fun, so I, I try to enjoy it. Hmm. Was that Trey Young? That was Trey Young. How about that performance last night, Middleton? I know it. I know it. Uh, did you expect that? Did you expect he'd go into the garden and do that? And also, See, I don't listen to the, uh, like, I don't watch the Knicks much, but Ty will tell me, and then I'll see it. The Knicks, I think, have blown, I said this to you guys in a text today, have the Knicks blown more leads in a season than anybody in the history of the NBA? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I think they had, like, a 10-point lead last night, but they've blown, like, 26-point leads, 24-point leads. And, by, like, in the NBA, like, it does happen. It's weird. It's, like, this weird thing that it's not really that hard to come back from 20 which seems like it would be really hard in every sport, but NBA does happen. But it feels like they're up double digits in, like, every game and lose. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, to keep a lead, especially when your best player doesn't play last night. Uh, they had that same situation. So the Knicks are just kind of uh, a team. They get a lot of credit for being in New York, obviously, a lot of coverage. I should say not credit, but, uh, yeah, it's been a rough go for the Knicks this year. Mm. All right. Uh, at least Trey Young's balding. We got that going for us. Trey. Young is balding and balling last night. Good one. Good one. Brian, did you hear the story? He wouldn't let uh, Ty chant uh, Trey Young is balding when they went to the garden. Really? Yeah, He's so respectful, man. Yeah. Well, um, plus it, it worked out that Trey Young didn't play that day. I think he had COVID. And so when we were at the garden on Christmas Day, and uh, there was like one chant of it, but not a lot of it. More jingle bells than Trey Young is balding. Oh. Well, that's good. <laughs> At least they were in the spirit, right? Yeah. Uh, are you a Trey Young fan, Middleton? Yes, I'm a fan of his game. Not a fan of the Hawks, but yeah, I'm definitely a fan of his game. Any so, guy who's that who's that tiny, like the small guys who can uh, level the playing field 
acting like Steph Curry or just, you know, with their actual shooting, I always appreciate that because it, it, most people can actually identify with that. Like, I can get good enough, hopefully, to shoot three-pointers so I don't have to try to go into the paint or I don't have crazy athleticism or I'm not 6'8 or 6'10. So, like, I always appreciate that game from, uh, from the smaller guys. Yeah, okay, that's cool. I like it. Um, uh, this just in, by the way, for me in Rappaport, outside of the NBA, the Rams apparently are going to sign Bobby Wagner. Sure. Uh, of course. Mutual interest in doing a deal. Potential huge defensive addition, says Rapp. Um, one last thing for you on the big LeBron fandom, Middleton. Do you like a certain team or just LeBron? Because he ties a big LeBron fan, too, but he's kind of followed him around. Yeah, I've been a Heat fan uh, for, I think, since I can remember. So I'm always, I've am always i always been a Heat fan, and then once LeBron actually went there, I appreciated his game, but then I started recognizing his greatness once he came to Miami and did what he did there, and I've just been a you know a GOAT fan since then. I like it very much. All right, Brett Martin, Casey Kurtz, uh, Brian Middleton, and we are live at Tivoli's House of Cards. Just got a big yell in the background in the other room. Darius Leonard, one of one. Oh, right? Nice. Is that what I heard right? Darius Leonard, 101 here at Tivoli's House of Cards. Those 101 cards are pretty good now. At LeBron, we were talking about 101. What did we get? We got Jamar Chase, one of three? Two of three. Two of, oh, we were two of three. Yes. We didn't get two of them. We were number two of three. We were number two of three in the world. Is there a yes. difference between being number one of three or two of three? Well, one was the first one made and one was the second one. Made. But, I mean, is there more value in the one? I mean, not, not a ton. I mean, the thing you're looking for in that is, like, if you can get the jersey number. Okay. So wait, is Jamar number one? Uh, Jamar's five. What is Jamar Chase? He was fifth overall pick. I mean, he is number one. So then there'd be a lot more value in one. But like because you, it matches the jersey. Number? Yeah, it's a jersey match. So like if you like for example, if you pulled a Tom Brady that was twelve of something, that's better than like thirteen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. Hundred percent. Interesting. All right, let's open some cards. What do we got? Come uh, on. It's been a while. Let's, I Feed know. the addiction. All right, I'll, I'll pass it along to you. Looks like we got some rookies and stars. Uh, it's new stuff. It's All this right. year, so we're looking for Trevor Mack, the boys. Yes. No Tua. Two is a good pull this day. Yeah. But that would be last year's cards. Yep. So uh, what do we got? How many packs we got here? All right. Let's. We got to do a pack battle. Here's the pack battle, Middleton. All right. We're going against each other. We're gonna go against each other here. All right. And the pack battle is, we got to pick a division. Okay. We All right. Should. Yep. And then we got to come closest. We got to find a card. Let's just say we pick the AFC East first. Okay. Bills the best team in the division? Yes. Okay. So whoever gets the Bills okay. player wins them all. Wins them all. Okay. I like now, it. if you don't get a Bills player, then you got to go with the second best team. Which is New England. Are we saying New England or the Dolphins? Middleton, you be the judge. New England or the Dolphins, Brian? Uh, after today, the Dolphins. All right. The See, Dolphins that's scum because my first card is New England. Ah, very good. See, that didn't happen. I got T. Higgins, baby, Keenan Allen, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, James Robinson. Yep. I like it. Yep. DJ Moore. He's rich. Kirk Cousins. He's also rich, too. Rich, yeah. Action Pack Nick Bosa. Okay. Go crazy if I do something good here, okay? Yep. Alvin Kamara. Is he playing I still? Can't, can't Not sure. Advocate for that. Ambry Thomas from the 49ers. I don't know who that is. <laughs> 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 
He's got a card. So just to be clear, you have nobody from the division. I didn't before. get one AFC. So then East. I should win by default because my first is Aguilar, but we'll move on. You do. Uh, Montgomery, we got Tommy. You get that pack. Okay. I did have a bill, by the way. Tremaine Edmonds. There you go. So Kyle Pitts as well. Ooh, Pick hey. another division, Middleton. Uh, NFC East. NFC East, who's the best team? The Cowboys? Unfortunately, yeah, I guess I've got to go with that. Yeah, Cowboys. Hey, I'm pulling Jags here, baby. I got Josh Allen. That's my guy. The only one excited about when they get a Christian McCaffrey. Not bad. That's Brian's team. Dalvin Cook. Nick Chubb. Running back you. Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Who I think is the worst of all the guys I just mentioned. George Kittle. Aaron Rodgers. It's just amazing you can get this kind of star power, and those are worth, like, nothing. Yeah. It's a wild game we play. Najee Harris. That's good. Not bad. No, it's good. All right. No bang. Tyreek Hill. Nice little color match on the, uh, I forget what these are called, but uh, it's like you see the little checkerboard type. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Well, that's sad. Because now it was a color match, and now it's not. Now it's not a color match. And then, uh... Some Giants guy? Yeah, hold on. I'm thinking. Aziz Ojolari. That's how you say it. Very good. So I lost again. I lost twice to Brent, which really makes me mad. There we go. So uh, that's it. That's the pack battles. What did we do today? What was that? Rookies and stars. Rookies and stars. Well, what's like a really good card out of there right now? Mac? Yeah, I mean, Mac, Trevor, Trey Lance, probably where we're at for what we just did. Yeah. So yeah. Trey Lance was okay. Najee. You were excited about that. I got Najee. Uh, Tyreek Hill would have been good. Tyreek Hill would still be good. No, it would have been. But it would be? Why? Well, I mean, because it's an insert. You know? Oh, okay. Because it's a special card. Did you open it? Looks like I got one more. <laughs> Maybe when we come back. Okay. What does it have, seven? Yeah, it's got seven. It's got the odd pack. Maybe I'll... Maybe. There'll be a big surprise when we come back. Maybe I can pack battle you with the soccer. Um... Let's take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. A little football at 5 coming up from Davoli's House of Cards. Uh, could lead right into Action Sports Jacks. OT extended here on a Wednesday. Uh, depending on the weather, I might take an off for a little baseball game, but we'll see. Uh, more to come. The big news of the day, Tyreek Hill going to the Miami Dolphins, and uh, it lends to a lot of different angles to talk about just the Jags, the AFC, the entire NFL. Pretty wild, wild offseason, and there's no doubt about that in the NFL. We'll be right back.